0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love.
2: Hey,
3: it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few? Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to tirerack.com slash sports. Tirec.com, that's the way tire buying should be. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb's show. Fox Sports Radio. And we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection. And over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Whole crew's here. Ramos, uh, who we now have some distance between his Rams' first loss and uh, the rest of the league. He doesn't feel quite as bad watching The Cowboys, the Packers, uh, the Niners, kind of go through the other teams in the NFC that he believes will be we all be competitors at the end of the season. And you know, outside of Tampa Bay, they all seem to lose this past weekend. So, a lot to get to there. Uh, Dan Byers here. He's waited on waiting on baited breath because his old quarterback is playing against his team. That's Monday Night Football in Seattle. Just so happened to work out that Russell Wilson will play with the Denver Broncos. Uh, and then me and Jay Stu were wallowing in the glory of, at least for me, my alma mater, beat Arizona State on Saturday. And then our team, the Chargers, beat the Raiders. Chargers suck. Raiders rule good night now. And um, we're feeling good, right? Battle of L.A. won. The real battle of L.A. is anytime you beat the Raiders. Huh? What is it? The Raiders. Go back to your holes. Your black hole. will we'll just crawl back in. See you in a couple weeks. Anyway, a lot to get to. You know, we could go through the... Well, last year, it was Aaron Rodgers on the same page as his team, and they turned it around. He won the MVP. Is there the parallel of this year? Or Pat Mahomes doing the Kevin Durant. You know who I am, right? I'm Pat Mahomes. Right? you had, had two highly paid, highly paid, highly paid star quarterbacks. And one look like a guy who should be really highly paid and compensated. The other one looked like Kyler Murray. We got that to get to. I guess there's baseball. Is there anything anything of baseball happen that we care about? No, not really. No. Okay. Nothing really. Basketball. Mm-mm. No. No. College football. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a weekend. Texas almost beats Alabama. One of the worst calls I've ever seen in the history of sport. And usually when you say that, it's hyperbole, but there was one that made no sense. I'm not sure if it directly affected the outcome of the game, but it sure felt like it did. And then they came close. How much uh, How much of a victory cigar did we give the Horns, who dominated the line of scrimmage, but could not beat Alabama? Notre Dame loses at home. Nebraska loses. They fire Scott Frost. But on, on one weekend, A&M, Notre Dame, Nebraska... All lose, and the Sun Belt reigns supreme. What a great weekend in college football. Let, let's start with the biggest story of the day, which is Dak Prescott's out six to eight weeks. Mike McCarthy, his head coach, said this about his injury.
5: It's on his hand um, in the thumb area. I mean, it's, it's a significant injury. Um, once we get all the facts, you know, we'll, we'll get that to you. I mean, like I said, he hasn't even, even seen a doctor yet. I knew it was serious. I mean, he couldn't hold the ball. So, I mean, you know, for Dak to come out of the game, you knew it was serious.
3: So this is the thing, and I don't know how it plays out in terms of how Jerry sees it. I'm guessing Jerry sees it the way that we all do, but there'll be a sense of, well, you know, if they, the season is lost, they locked at, lost Dak Prescott, what do you expect? Here's the problem with that argument, right? Because it's like, I we can pretty much say the Jets stink. Is that okay? Are we okay saying that? You know, week one's hard. What you see in week one usually changes in week two, you know, the Packers last year, perfect example of it. I think the Niners, although there's a lot of caution about Trey Lance, my guess is they'll figure it out playing in a rainstorm, you know, in a monsoon. It's anybody's ball game. You know, I, I think the Patriots, there was a, a blown defensive PI call in their first drive. How does that change the game? You know, we can talk ourselves out. And the, the Jets can sit there and go like, look, we're not great, but we're a lot better when we have, you know, Zach um, Wilson as our quarterback as opposed to having – you know, Joe Flacco as our quarterback, which is a strong argument. Right. But what's what's crazy about this whole thing is while we talk while while we while we talk about um how much it's gonna hurt the Cowboys for Dak to be out. If you watch that game, the Cowboys weren't good with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott wasn't good to begin with. Their offensive line didn't have a push. As we told you, you only have CD Lamb. The running game was eh and Dak Prescott wasn't very good. So, think about it when the story is bad, it just went worse. Right? It just it just got terrible. It's a it's a movie with a bad script. It's a movie with not the greatest not the greatest writing in the world. It's a movie that didn't have the best actors to carry an average script and an average director. And then you lose your star, you lose your star, and you replace him with Cooper Rush. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? I love to celebrate the downfall of the Cowboys, just like anybody in America, right? Because every year we're told how good they are, and every year it seems like they fail. And it's really amazing. I brought up the stat over the past month about the Cowboys that it has been since the mid '90s that they have had back-to-back double-digit win seasons. They just—it's one thing to be successful. They've been successful at times. Des did catch it. Dak's first season, they won 13. Last year, they won 12. They just can't put them back to back. Cannot. And this one appears to maybe not be a lost season, but man, it's hard to see how it's a winnable season, how it's one which will end up with a playoff run, especially any sort of deep playoff run, when you're not going to have Dak, and even with Dak, you look crummy to begin with. What a weird, weird day, right? Like, because you walked in, you're like, I don't know, the Brady thing is odd. His offensive line wasn't great at all times. But the the Cowboys stunk. They were not good. And that was a boring game. You know? I'm sure Chris Collins Collinsworth sitting there going, like, I, I, I talked on a completely crushed voice for this. You know? By the way, I have some, uh, we got to get Collinsworth on. I got to give him, I have a bunch of different uh, throat, throat remedies through my time of being a broadcaster. I've only, I've had that twice. One time really, really bad. It was very early in my broadcasting career. I was doing a Gonzaga game and it was awful. It was simply, simply terrible. Um, so there's, there's a, uh, there's a tea called throat coat. Don't laugh. There's another, there's another one. There's a Yogi tea, that it's like a throat therapy one. And then I saw this. I went to a Charlie Puth, uh, you know, our, our show, Fox Sports Radio is an iHeart Media production, and Charlie Puth had his uh, album release party. This is like three weeks ago, and he had a he had a humidifier, like a almost like a um, what are those things that kids with asthma have, uh, like an inhaler, but a humidifier inhaler. So it just pumps like warm air. Into his throat, and then he was drinking licorice tea, which sounds disgusting, by the way. But he said he, he was talking about it because it was like one of those. And I Heart ran it this weekend, uh, list uh, Friday night on all their shows, and you can watch it on YouTube. But he talked about Ariana Grande gave it to him as as the tip for how to never lose your voice, that you have the inhaler and licorice TV. But I mean, the the whole thing. Tariko's awesome. There's nothing wrong with the production. Collin's was losing his voice, and that game sucked last. Usually, Sunday Night Football is awesome, and it was just. Com- compared to the rest of the day right Houston playing for the tie Giants going for the win the, the Pittsburgh nearly losing despite turning Joe Burrow over five times right the Eagles kind of surviving after running out to a big lead uh the, the Saints give the Saints come back and win like, there's a bunch of stuff that went on but last time was kind of a letdown and then if you're a Cowboys fan you, you almost cancel any thoughts of a Postseason or deep postseason, don't you? God, they look bad.
4: They do not look good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at three PM Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: How are we doing those Iron Maiden tickets there? You know, what's funny. This is a real, really funny story. So. Um, Jay Stu knows that he's been following me on the gram like, bro, you've been to a lot of shows this summer. I go, yeah, I was telling about how, you know, my daughter, Grace, rocker, bass guitarist. Um, we've been to Primus and we've been to uh, Goo Goo Dolls. And he's like, oh man, I I want to go to I want to go to Iron Maiden. You don't got hook up to Iron Maiden. He's like, that's funny. Grace just asked me about Iron Maiden. And my buddy Rob, who listens to the show, Rob Hannon, hit me up. We were at basketball. He's like, man, what are you doing the 22nd? I was like, I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow, dude. I just Iron Maiden, me and you. You wanna go? Me and my buddy, John. You know John, you're a lawyer, John. I was like, "How?" Oh, well, already gave him some money. You're like, Why not, right? Is he buying tickets now with my money? Anyway, so this is what's really funny about it. So like the the three gentlemen, my, my lawyer, John, my buddy, Rob, and Jay Stu, uh, you're, I think you're all the same age. All about the same age. And I mean, tame at heart. So I said to, Okay, says, Mom, I was like, hey, she wants to go to Iron Maiden. She's like, I don't know about the crowd that'll be there. I'm like, you're right. I actually know the crowd that'll be there. Pretty shady stuff with John, the lawyer, Rob, and Jay Stu. Anyway, any, no word? from um, Weese on the tickets. So I'm, I'm handling that. He told me that you are only allowed to get Dodger tickets. How often do you hit him
6: up for Dodger tickets? We're talking about Dave Weiss at yeah. I Heart LA. Yeah. Oh, I, I almost never do. I, I hate bothering Dave Weiss. I didn't know that would be your contact. He's one of them. I thought you had a, I thought you had a, like a pond contact. Like a, it's because they're playing at the Anaheim Pond, you know. Uh,
3: we have video of, what, what's, what's this video of, of Russell Wilson coming in? Oh, geez. It's bad. Have you have you seen it, Buyer? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Can you give us the description? Russell Wilson coming into tonight's game. He's wearing some, uh, and you tell me how the how this goes, okay? He's got what appears to be a, what a silver. Is that a tuxedo or is it just a suit?
5: I thought it was a, a like a shiny, almost green mint green sort of suit. I
3: can't tell if it's green or if that's a reflection. Yeah. It's really
5: silver. It's Like is the dress you know black and blue or white and gold?
3: Yeah, remember that? Yes, remember that. Um, the dress is ugly. That was actually the the answer. <laughs> the suit is ugly. No, the suit's not that bad. What he needs to do is buy a second suit like that and burn both of them. It's the. <laughs> It's the bow
5: tie. that's another part of it. The glasses. Uh, yes, the glasses. And then like his uh James Palmer of NFL Network had the video. There is this you when you know you're being videoed, you know, or recorded, and he just has this like straight posture where it's just as he's walking, like he doesn't want to ruin the shot for anyone and he wants to keep the look. It's very, very Russell
3: Wilson. I'm so glad you come over to my side and Russell Wilson. This was like a this <laughs> well, was a this was a point of contempt in our show for the first four years well, of the show, really.
5: It well, it 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 wasn't to the fact that I felt I was realistic in looking at who Russell Wilson was. Like I think the stupidest argument is well, he's never received an MVP vote. And while well, it's it's not like you vote for ten guys; you vote for one guy. Like that's it. Like there, there were only three guys who got votes last year: Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Cooper Cup. That's it. Like those were the only three players to receive MVP votes. And I always felt that, you know, at times Ross could be great, but at times he could be not so great. And the Seahawks did get a lot of prime time TV and would be in the national uh, TV window. But Doug, to your point of every game going down to the end, you know, he did always look like the hero. Uh, when they would come back and win. But he wasn't as great as he, you know, maybe was made out to be. I think we wanted to put him in that Brady-Rogers class. And I don't think that he ever was.
3: I think that's fair. I don't think he ever ever was. Um, but I don't, I don't think he's bad. I just think he's just, I just think he's a phony. That's all.
0: That's yeah. all. It's yeah. just
3: so cheesy, so over the top, that it's never been like, it's always been like, ugh come on, dude. There's just no way this is who you really are. It's one of those things that does you makes you like Aaron Rodgers uh more, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't like you back. It's like Aaron Rodgers, is like, I'm flawed, but at least I'm Aaron Rodgers. Michael Lombardi Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh Michael Lombardi has kind of spent some time with this former team executive, part of three Super Bowl championship teams. He's uh he wrote an incredible book where he talks about spending days. Driving along uh, with the great Bill Walsh, and of course he's got the the GM uh, a GM Shuffle podcast. He's the host of the Lombardi Line on uh, Vison, That's V I S N. Vison's Pro Football Betting Guides available, V S I N dot com slash subscribe. He yeah. joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Man, there's a lot to get a lot to get to. Let's start with the Cowboys. Um, obviously, without Dak, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long half of the season. But they were bad with Dak. yeah what what, what's what did you see last night from the Cowboys
7: well I saw the same thing that I you know that I I feared I mean look everybody's complaining that you know they don't have Amari Cooper Amari Cooper had three catches against Carolina for uh, 19 yards I mean I think this is a a bigger issue I I think you've had a whole off season to get ready with knowing Pollard was a really good player knowing you need to keep Pollard and Zeke on the field at the same time and there's really no creativity in their offense. And, you know, after the opening drive, which is Kellen Moore's specialty, they retreat back into it. I talk about it on the Lombardi line all the time. You know, it's one thing to make a game plan. It's another thing to have adjustments to the game plan, and that's something that Kellen Moore really hasn't done. I don't care how many head coaching job he interviews for in the near future. I mean, that's just what it is on the tape. And so, you know, it, it, their offensive line's not as good. You know, they, they, they don't have a – even though Jerry – is convinced that Moore is a really talented offensive coach. They don't have the creative one. I mean, just take Atlanta, for example. I mean, Atlanta's not nearly as talented offensively in some areas, but I thought Arthur Smith did a hell of a job trying to figure out the best way for Mariota to be successful, and he did. And Mariota played one of his best games in his career yesterday against the Saints. But for the Cowboys, that's just not been the case. And then, look, when, when you have an issue all year, last year with penalties, and then you open the season and have another double-digit penalty day, there's a saying. You're either coaching Coaching it or allowing it to
6: happen.
7: So, I mean, and that's what it is. So this is their bed. they got to lay in it. Um,
3: It was a driving rainstorm. It was on the road, but it wasn't a great performance from Trey Lance. If you're running the Niners and you're in those meetings with Lynch today, what's your level of concern?
7: I mean, look, this is what we call the, the sunk cost fallacy. I mean, I don't think John Lynch wants to give up. I saw Fox reported yesterday that Lynch and Kyle had a meeting with 15 people. I'm sure they did. You know, I don't would never doubt Jay Glazer's report when it comes to the 49ers. And they're trying to make sure they can manage it because they know that it's going to be hard. He's not ready to play. He's not ready to play. That doesn't mean he can't play. He's just not ready to play right now. You know, and he had a couple throws that were nice early in the game, missed a wide open receiver for a touchdown. And when the game heated up in the fourth quarter and they got behind, he couldn't complete a pass. He's going to stare at the receiver. He's unsure what he's going to do. He's not ready yet. You know, you're trying to force him in the game because you paid so much for him. I don't understand the urgency. I really don't. I mean, like, why do you have to rush this player along? You got Garoppolo on the team. I mean, Kyle's got a, you know, he's what's he? Thirty-one and seven with Garoppolo. He's seven and he's seven and twenty-nine now without him. Like, why are we? Why are that thirty-one and fourteen with Garoppolo, seven and twenty-nine without him? Like, what what are they rushing for? They'll still have three years left of Lance after next year. They're too good of a team to lose to the Bears. Think about this, Doug. Justin Fields was worse than Lance. He completed eight passes in the game. You know, he didn't play good at all. And yet they won the game because they didn't make a mistake. They didn't turn the ball over. I mean, it it was clearly the case, you know, and and that's one you just can't let get away. You know, he dominated the game.
3: You know, people are going to freak out about uh, Joe Burrow's five turnovers. I would tell you, I watched that game. Like, I think the Steelers got bigger issues. Like you, you can't, Put away Cincinnati. Cincinnati should have won the game. They make an extra point. You know they block it. They block it an extra point. They win the game despite five turnovers from their quarterback. Um, but they they seem we're going with Mitch Trubisky for you know for now. They might have lost T.J. Watt for the year. When you when you watch was it was Burrow the story or was the ineptitude of the Pittsburgh offense the story?
7: Well, I mean it's a little bit of both. But you know, look what happened last year after the Forty Nine er game for the Bengals. They stopped turning the ball over, okay? They stopped turning it over, and then they went ahead and and McPherson made every kick. And yesterday they turned the ball over again, and McPherson missed kicks, partly because of the snapper. So their formula that got them to the Super Bowl fell apart in game one. And it's really a testament. As bad as Trubisky played, and I don't disagree, when you have 38 attempts for 198 yards, you're not doing very well. But the reality here is, and the football is a league of, Whoever makes the least of mistakes, whoever avoids losing first will win, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly, clearly the Bengals didn't avoid losing first. And the Steelers did what I thought the Steelers would do. We talked about it on the Lombardi line. You know, we wrote it in the Visa email, which you can subscribe to. It's Look, you're going against Mike Tomlin in this game? I mean, they were four for 15 on third down, the Steelers. But they had 15 third downs, so they were able to keep the clock. The Bengals had the ball 43 minutes and 43 seconds and turned the ball over. Think about that. And turned the ball over at a rapid rate. It just was a game that, to me, Zach Taylor, this was on him. I mean, at the end of the game, he's not even taking the play clock down. It should have been a tie at worst.
3: Stug Outlip's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Michael Lombardi is is, is kind enough to be our guest. Um, Okay. Uh, you you worked for Belichick before. How fixable are their offensive issues?
7: Well, they've got to stop turning the ball over. Every time they play Miami, they turn the ball over at a rapid rate. I mean, you know, yesterday they had eight, nine drives total in the game. One drive was at the end of the half, was one play kneel down. So in those eight regular other drives, they turn the ball over three times. You, you can't beat anybody when you do that. When you're three out of eight, you're turning the ball over. And, and they've got to stop making mistakes against Miami. And Miami made it up. Miami turns the ball. Not only do they turn the ball over, they get 13 points with their defense. They get 13 points with their defense. So as the game looks lopsided, 20 to seven, I mean, Miami made two. of made the great throw and the yards after the catch how we kill, you know, made an incredible jump ball catch over there. But to me, they couldn't run the ball on New England. New England gave them the opportunity to score the points. And again, New England, which is the signature of their franchise, which is avoid losing first, they lost first.
3: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the Green Bay Packers. I mean, look, you have a you're up, You're down seven nothing. You have a big drop on an explosive play. Um, they don't have Alan Lazard, so th- there are some explanations for why the receiving core was so very average and struggled to get open or even catch it when they were open, but they were getting beat up at the line of scrimmage as well. But we, we have seen first game duds from them in the last couple of years. Would you be concerned if you were the Packers?
7: No, I I mean, look, I, I, you still have Aaron Rodgers. I still think you can, you know, you're going to look, Jerry Rice dropped nine balls as a rookie when he came in the league. Jamar Chase was dropping balls in the preseason. You guys are going to drop it. They'll learn how to catch it. They'll get better. And, one thing we've known about the LaFleur first game of the year is his teams just aren't ready. He doesn't play anybody, whereas Andy Reid, who's from the same West Coast school, Andy Reid plays people. He plays his guys. I mean, that team was ready to play, the Chiefs. They played their guys in the preseason enough to get them work. Mahomes plays in the preseason, you know, and some other guys don't. And, and clearly, the guys that didn't play, some of the cases, they weren't ready to play. Justin Herbert didn't play in the preseason, but he was ready to play.
3: You mentioned Justin Herbert. Um, That was a game that there have been years past where the Chargers would find a way to lose. You know, they, they did miss a field goal, but there was a lot of improvement there on special teams. And they were able to run the football to secure the win. Were you impressed by the Chargers win over the Raiders?
7: You know, I was. I mean, I was impressed by Herbert. I I really was. I was impressed by him and and their their effort. I mean, they hung in there. I thought the Raiders lost the game, actually. You know, they turned the ball over. uh, Carr misses an easy throw for a touchdown to Waller. Opening drive of the game. And and then they throws the interception at the, at the at the end of the game. So at the end of the first half. So the the the, the Raiders had a chance to win the middle eight. They didn't do it. They give up three points at that, and then they come out in the first drive of the second half and can't get any points going. So, you know, and then with all the things that happened in the game, Doug, all the things that happened, you said it. Spe- everything played better for the for the Chargers. There's three o three to go in the game. The Raiders have the ball and they have a chance to go win the game. Sure and they can't get it done. They don't. They, they can't convert. I thought Carr didn't play well. I think that's the long and short of it. I just don't think Carr played well. If you hold Herbert to 24 points, I don't think the Chargers are going to win many games that way.
3: You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, the old adage on Carr was get to him early. They sacked him on, this. I think, the second play of the game. And then, you know, Cleo Mack had three sacks. Cleo Mack proved his value yesterday. He was He was supposed to bring in and really help him stop the run, but he got up to the pass a little bit like the like the old old Khalil Mack. Michael Lombardi is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, were, do you believe that Brian Dayball going for the win is as is as important as social media or fans would lead you to believe?
7: You know, I mean, everybody wants to go for it on fourth down. I've never seen a, 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 a social media where they talk about going for it on fourth down. You know, Frank Wright lost his game. He went for it early in the game on fourth down. Doug Peterson lost points going for it on fourth down. I mean, the, the Jaguars, have they managed that game better? They gave away four points. They gave away four points doing the things that they did. But we only talk about it when it's successful. I thought Brian did the right thing. And I'm and I'm a I'm a guy that's not going to go for it on fourth down all the time, depending on the game. But in the fourth quarter, I think he knew that Tennessee had two timeouts left and that I think he knew it was going to be hard for him to stop them. So I think what he'd rather have done is get the lead. And then if he wins, if he stops him, he wins the game. He doesn't have to go to overtime. Or if he doesn't get the lead, he's got an onside kick and go from there. And look, Tennessee blew it. I mean, Tennessee goes and wastes that timeout at the end of the, at the end of the, at the end of the game, after the Phillips catch, they catch him in the field goal range. And then Tannehill scrambles and loses three yards. I mean, it's going to be a 44-yard 40, 40 kick, and all of a sudden it becomes a 47-yard kick. You know, it's like, you know, you say those three yards don't matter. Well, it kind of does to kickers.
3: Totally does. No, so, we, we we talked about it. We We actually had this exact same conversation about an hour ago. Michael, we completely agree with you. It does matter.
7: You know, and so... Like, to me, it's just these little details. I mean, you watch the Washington game and the Jaguars lost. They, they missed all the details. They go for it. They go for two when they don't have to go for two. You know, but nobody talks about that. Every, because that doesn't fit the narrative that you got to go for it on fourth down. Frank Wright, you know, he, he ties the game 20-20, and He goes. He gives away three points because he goes for it on fourth down. I, I don't understand how a league where 75% of the games are decided by four points or less people give away 3 points like it's
3: nothing. I, I don't either. Well, it's be, it's honestly because the the you know so much of the narrative is well like there's something wrong you you lose your machismo if you kick a field goal. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, how about win the game, score points on every yeah. possession and you're you're in you're in you're in pretty good shape. Um, Kansas City blows out Arizona. Arizona decides to to blitz Pat Mahomes and th- that ends up being a really bad idea. But here we are with Arizona, who had improved incrementally every year. And, I mean, they were, it, they were kind of embarrassed at, at home yesterday. How much concern would you have?
7: I mean, I think if you know how to rush Kyler Murray, right, if you look at the last half of the season when he came back in the Chicago game after the injury and people decide to rush him and make him play quarterback from the pocket, he doesn't see very well. It's the beat beat plays. It's the runaround plays that kill you. It's the playground plays. You know, he's incredibly fast. He's incredibly athletic. He's got an arm that can throw the ball anywhere. But if you make him play quarterback in the pocket where he's got to read it out and see it, he can't see. The guy's not tall. I mean, I can't make him any taller. Like, if if little guys could play, Doug Flutie would have been the greatest player of all time. You know, it's hard. But he has this athletic skill that when he gets out of the pocket and he can move around, he makes plays. You know, and and so when – but teams that understand how to rush him And keep them in there and make them play quarterback. It's hard.
3: Seattle has uh, Russell Wilson coming back in a different uniform. Uh, What's the likelihood of an upset tonight from a Seahawks team that most people think is going to have a tough year?
7: You know, I, I, I think it's a hard game. Look, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett comes from, you know, he's with he was with Doug Marone for a long, long time, and then he was with uh, with uh, Matt LaFleur, and he's kind of copied Matt LaFleur's formula for the opening of the season. Now, we'll see if he has more success with it. I think the key for Russell Wilson is, will he move around? Will he run? Last year, he was the lowest rush total in his career at 183 yards. He didn't want to run anymore. He didn't make the Russell Wilson plays that we were used to seeing that we fell in love with. He became more of a, I'm just going to stay in here. And then he couldn't get away from anybody. And that was, the, that was the real problem. And he couldn't escape. When he couldn't escape people, that became an issue. And so, you know, for me, it was, you know, I, I think he's got to prove that. Look, Seattle's going to, if Seattle has a chance to win tonight, it's going to be they have to avoid losing. They can't turn the ball over. They can't have penalties in a kicking game. And they can't make mistakes. And if they do that, they'll have a chance.
3: Did Baltimore make a mistake, not acquiescing to Lamar?
7: I don't know what they did. I mean, I don't know what the details are of the of the contract. I mean, they offered him a lot of money. He turned it down. He's going to play for it to come. I, I think, you know, Lamar's going to have a good season. I wasn't in love with the Ravens offense when you watched it yesterday. It was, you know, the second half he made some throws. I think the kid should be under center more. I think he should be more in a bootleg play-action game where you could take advantage. When he rolls out like he did yesterday and he, hits, and he hits those deep throws like he did to Bateman, that's what he did at Louisville. And he was very effective doing it.
3: Michael Lombardi, okay, go to the Vins Pro Football Betting Guide at vsin. dot com slash subscribe, and of course, download the GM Shuffle podcast. It's outstanding. Michael, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate uh, you. Bye bye. Uh, he's the he's the best. Watches every game. Has strong
4: opinions based upon years and years and years of experience. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
3: I'm a little down on Disney Plus. They got like uh, Mandalorians coming out. Is it this week? Season three. This uh, week,
8: it's Andor. I think is is
3: Andor, then Mandalorian. Yes. By the way, I know Andor is a planet, and Mandalorian is a guy, but they kind of sound the same, don't they?
6: I think. Uh... Yeah, they both have A and D. Right. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. That's just <laughs> weird, though, right?
3: No? That they happen to, and I, they're different shows. Um, and, well, go ahead. I'm, uh, say, I'm
8: just. Andor is the name of the character. It and it's is Cassian Andor. I thought Andor was a planet. No, <laughs> uh,
6: that's Endor. Yeah, Come Endor on. is a Get planet, it right, yeah. Doug? Come Sorry, I'm, I, take didn't... away your Star Wars card. <laughs> you take away, please Duh. take away my Gosh. Star Wars. <laughs> it's Endor. Wait, yeah. wait, Come please, on, please
3: take away my Star Wars card. For <laughs> the
6: Ewoks lived Endor. That's everyone correct. knows that. I didn't and, know that, and Denmark. it's not a planet;
8: it's a moon. That's right. What, yeah.
3: it, what's the moon is it a moon of the Death
8: Star? It's a moon of another planet. But what's the planet called? I don't know about that one, but I don't Was Andor it any of is... the
3: planets that were blown
8: up by the Death Star? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't.
3: I mean, the, the one part about the 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 whole Death Star thing is they built they built it, it got blown up, then they built it again.
8: They built the second one, yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, like if first you just don't succeed, try and try again. I exactly. Guess. I don't know. Um Yeah, so so Andor is a but Andor's supposed to be really cool, like a spy flick kinda, isn't it?
8: Right, it's it's a it's a prequel to Rogue One.
3: Right, and Rogue One was supposed to be a standalone movie, not having to do with anything else. Stand
8: but it alone. was a prequel to Episode Four, technically. Right, <laughs> Dan. Why are you? Why are you <laughs> Dan, it was really good. Did you see Rogue One? It was very good. I enjoyed it. Dan has no answer. He yeah, I, don't I think missed saw it. it. I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want I, see I want to
5: see I want to see them all in order. So I'm waiting for everything to come out. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: are in order. This is like a prequel to
8: it. You want the next seven to come out with? Maybe a are. prequel. <laughs> hold on,
3: hold on. Have you watched Breaking Bad? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, do you go watch Better Better Call Saul? No, we haven't. Okay, but Better Call Saul is a prequel. Are you like that? bent out of shape over it? It was a joke, Doug. That would say that's what it was a joke. I know. I'm. I'm not like offended by it, but I'm just. I know. I Look, I understand there's people that hate Star Wars. There's some dudes that think Star Trek is better than Star Wars. Mike Freeman. Mike Freeman thinks that. Um, I think, okay, how about this one? I'm ready to argue with you over this one. Uh, Byer, when you saw Brian Dayball go for it, and they were down a point, they're taking on the Titans on the road, and again, if you watch that game, uh, Danny Dimes had thrown up, he threw a horrible pick, right? They they had gotten stopped, and I think they were down, what, 20 to 13. Then the Giants punted. The Titans muffed the punt. And so the Giants were on, like, the, I don't know, four or five-yard line. And he tried to throw a back-shoulder throw to Saquon Barkley, but it was just a terrible decision, which led to an interception. And then Dayball, like, lit into Danny Dimes in the sideline, it felt like. It was just like, you can't throw that. I don't care what you think you saw. You can't throw a pick there. And so you're like, wow, I kind of like this Dayball guy. And then Tennessee's offense went. So the Giants get the ball back. And Saquon Barkley looks like the guy that we thought Saquon Barkley would be before, you know, he played for the Giants. Or even early in his year, Rookie of the Year, Saquon Barkley, coming off the knee injury, he finally looked back. They score with, like, what was it, about a minute and a half to go? Maybe minute 15 to go? Buck six. Yeah. Buck six. Okay. But, like, look, we've seen teams score a field goal in 13 seconds. So, minute six, it, it's not a monumental achievement. Maybe more for Tennessee because Tennessee usually likes to run the ball with Derrick Henry. But still, it's not like it would have been crazy for them. So, here, here's the thing. I understand going for it to try and win the game when you have the inferior team. It's the old steal a win. Hey, if we go to overtime, the more possessions we play, the more football we play, they're better than we are. They're likely to win the game. So I understand that's my general philosophy and when you go for it and go for the win. But it's also usually a if you, if this one thing happens, if this one thing happens, then you win the game. Now, like we've seen Bill Belichick go for it on fourth down, but it's if you get the four, first down, game's over. If they sco- when they scored two-point conversion, it didn't end the game. It just made it so Tennessee has to kick a field goal in order to win the game. There is no, there's no tie and no overtime. So considering how much time was left, I don't think it was a no-brainer. Now, it's also his first game. And if you lost, like Mark Sanchez doing the game, he's like, oh, they're going to kill him in the New York Papers if, he, if they lose. I was like, no, they won't. It's his first game. People, lo- people love that stuff. They love you going for two until it matters. They love you going for it on fourth down until it matters. Case in point, the Chargers, right? Last year, everybody, oh, man, they're going for it. They're going for it on fourth down. Then they play a game that matters against the Raiders, and they're at their own 19-yard line, and everybody who plays Madden's like, yeah, sure. Then he goes for it, like, dude, what are you doing? They also like going for it until you don't get it. Then you're like, wow, the play call sucked. I didn't think that the play call was, you know, it was one of those shovel passes where you you know, if you got a big pass rush coming – they flipped it to Saquon, and he was dead to rights. Made an incredible move, then a dive in the end zone scores it. I'm not. I don't believe that was an, a locked up cinch. Brilliant decision because of the time left on the uh, on the clock. Fire. What do you think?
5: At the time, I thought that I was surprised when it. it I was surprised at first when it looked like they were maybe going to go for one. I it just that was the sense I got, and then they go for two and I was expecting that. I think it changes Tennessee's maybe urgency and George Reister made the comment during our show. He said, it's funny. Giants make the play and, and get the lead and now all of a sudden Tennessee has um, this urgency because they have to score. If the game is tied maybe it you know, doesn't go to overtime. I, I just I never thought at any point except when it maybe appeared they were going to go for one that he wouldn't go for two. It seemed like such a go for two moment.
3: Okay, okay, I buy that. I, I think that that's fair. I felt like it. I felt like it too. And then he went for it, and be like, "Oh my god, day ball! Look at him, gigantic balls! Look at the look at the size of those things!" Then I'm like, "It's his first game. Yeah. He doesn't get it. Nobody cares."
5: Yes, in a game against the team of the best record in the AFC, whether we believed it or not, um, when not much is expected of them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, 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 and I know you got another point. There's a point about this game that. I, I think it was such a such a mistake by Tennessee. But
3: in in terms of what? In terms of playing for the field goal late? No,
5: it was how they played it. They saved they had used two timeouts when the Giants had the football. Right. And so they get the ball back with a minute six, and to your point, yeah, if the Chiefs can kick a field goal in 13 seconds, a minute six with one timeout is an eternity for, for Tennessee. And they have a good field goal kicker. Bullock's a good, good field goal kicker. And so they get into field goal range. They get down to the giant 27-yard line on a pass play where the receiver gets out of bounds. So you have one timeout and 18 seconds left, and if you, would, if you were to kick that field goal at that point, it's a 45-yarder. They ended up having to use their timeout when the clock was already stopped. And so then how what, that by the way how did that happen
3: yeah how did they get a delay a game it, it was they well they they it was and, it, but did delay game or did they did they get a delay a game or did they um did they get a playoff really quickly like very I think it was a delay a game well, they, it, or
5: they had that to call a timeout because of it they, yeah they used the timeout uh at the stoppage of the clock and I, th- I think that the play clock was running down but what happened was it then did not afford them the opportunity yeah, to well, sure. to run the football with Derek Henry for two yards and call a timeout or to sneak it with Ryan Tannehill forward. So what ended up happening was they now lost their timeout and they have no timeouts with 18 seconds. They want to get the ball on the right hash and Doug, you also have to, you know, Move the clock down to four seconds or whatever you wanted to do for yeah. the game winning winning kick. So Tannehill ends up taking instead of like getting in a pile where if you would sneak, you'd maybe not yeah know. he's ball. like two yards back yeah lost two yards if he but has, why not
3: why not hand the ball to Derrick Henry over the right side of the l- line of scrimmage and get it get in the right hash like because you don't have the timeout anymore
5: but you the, you didn't you ran the football anyway but that's the point is they had to spike the football
3: I understand but you still you had if 18 seconds you run the football Derrick Henry you get everybody lined up. You have a chance to spike. You still have you a chance could, to spike. They football. did not want to take the chance
5: of the Giants piling on and then not being able to clear the pile, and that's what the timeout would have them afforded I, I them. I, I, and, I got it. Yeah. No. And it's, it's that's bad. what ended up costing them because
3: if it is a forty-five yarder or a not a forty-seven he or makes a it. forty-three, exactly. Makes it. Yep. No. Every yard does matter. Right? That that I agree with as well. I I agree with that. That one is fine. Do you and, know the reason Brable's why? Usually, and Vrabel's usually really good. Why what?
6: Like, Dan's doing a deep dive on one, one game, and it's kind of the reason I paid attention to every last second of that game. A lot of us, and, and by us, I mean like 30% of the country had Tennessee in their survivor pool. Tennessee losing that game ruined a lot of our survivor pool seasons. Why did you so, take Baltimore? No, I took Baltimore in the other half of my survivor pools. But Tennessee was a, was at home Playing against a dog crap team, and they should have never lost that game. And I think they owe a lot of people in this country a lot of money.
3: <laughs> what Are you talking about? They owe people money.
6: Oh, angry! Yeah, You're <laughs> angry. Sorry about that <laughs> new
3: stadium.
5: Did you uh, see it? Like, not going to get it. We did you owe see the people. Look <laughs> I know. Jason, was that? Like, well, were you
3: acting there? Or you like the, Jason had a had a look of disgust? That I, I haven't seen, I haven't actually ever seen before. Angry. I'm not getting that ten dollars really back. What I I wish Jason would have said. Dan was so locked
5: in because it was happening during his show. Instead, he went to my gambling vices <laughs> and uh,
0: <laughs> used the
5: Survivor Pool. Colts, Titans, Bengals, and Forty Niners uh, hurt a lot of people in Survivor Pools yesterday.
3: Right. I, I think what, what 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 you're saying, Jay Stu, is uh, of all those other teams, those other ones are on the road. They're at home, so you had greater expectations yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that one.
5: Also, yes, you're. There, how many times you're like, "Oh, Titans are definitely going to win," you know? Like the maybe, maybe at home against the you know Jaguars or Texans would maybe be a week, but that's a pretty good spot to you know to pick a Titans team. And I think people
3: got burned and got burned. A lot of people picked the uh, Denver tonight. Oh, so yes. how's in Denver? Speaking of tonight, let's get an update. Here's Dan Byer.
5: Yeah, Broncos and Seahawks, eight fifteen Eastern Time. It's also our Discover Card Key Matchup brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you could redeem your rewards for cash in any moment at any time, in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Just news, uh, just got some news in on 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell going to miss two months because of an MCL sprain. Ooh. Yeah, according to ESPN, Dak Prescott out six to eight weeks following surgery on his injured thumb. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen having an MRI and his strained hamstring hamstring injury going to keep Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin out for a few games while Bucks left tackle Donovan Smith has a hyper-extended L- Elbow. His status for week two still up in the air. Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner could miss four months of action. He needs surgery to repair a sprained AC joint in his shoulder. English Premier League forced to postpone matches this weekend because of policing issues connected with Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Sunday's Chelsea and Liverpool match along with Manchester United's match against Leeds will be moved because the lack of police available. One million people expected to descend upon London for the Queen's funeral coming up next week. Rangers top the Marlins Today in day baseball by a score of three to two in game one of a doubleheader. Doug, back to you.
3: All right. Uh, conversely, you got the Lovey Smith decision. So Lovey is uh in his first game as head coach of the of the uh the Houston Texans. Now, were you watching this game during your show as well, Byer? Yes. Uh, w- it was on before the show, but uh, yes, I absolutely was watching okay. it. Okay. So I guess we go same question now, right? Because it goes to overtime. Goes to overtime and late in overtime. Instead of you know going to you know to win the game, they they punt. Right, here's Lovey Smith on decision.
7: I feel like a tie was better than a potential loss. Defensively, we weren't really stopping them off a lot. there at the end, when you play a team like that and you lead without a, you know without a loss, it's just how it happened as much as anything.
3: Um, played, we they we were not stopping them because remember the, the Colts got the ball and they went 13 plays, only went 45 yards, but then missed a field goal. Then, then missed a field goal. But they they basically ran out the clock on him. The, the Texans get the ball back, five plays, nineteen yards. And I mean I'll just I'll just help him out here. Right? Do, do you guys know? Okay, so the the first two series of the second half, Houston scored. Right? Field goal on a five-play drive and a touchdown on a four-play drive. They're up 20 to 3. After that, punt. Fumble on the second play in which they negative three yards for the drive. Punt, fumble, punt, punt, uh, and and then a and then a punt, and then the, the final punt. Like they weren't moving the ball at all, and their defense had been on the field a ton in the fourth quarter. Right? Think about this, the in the the last series of drives for th- this is the second half of drives for the Indianapolis Colts. Seven plays. They're down thirteen three, but they fumbled. Uh, then a short 3-3 three, three and out drive. Then an 11-play drive that ends in a field goal. Then a 4-play drive after the fumble by the, the, the Texans ends up in a touchdown. Then a 7-play 80-yard drive that ends up in a touchdown. Ties the score at 20 apiece. Uh, and then right before overtime, they had a 7-play drive as well. Then in the missed field goal, a 13-play drive. In other words, their defense was done. Cooked. Defenses are already tired because they haven't really played game action. You know, and defenses by like get those guys get tired more easily because you don't know where somebody's going. So they played four times as many plays of defense as they did offense in the second half. And if you're Lovey Smith, you're like, you know, the idea of going for it sounds good, but then you end up, you know, if you don't get it, you lose the get You put the team right in field goal, because all they got to move the ball is like 15 yards. They kick a field goal and lose. This happened, Byers. This is Byers, the great, great guy to have. Didn't the Colts do this a couple years ago? And people got went crazy about Frank yeah, Reich. Yes. And it was like the exact same thing where he's like, look, if we don't get it. Or maybe he went. No, he, he went did. for it. Yes. He went for it, it and didn't get it. Correct. And they didn't make the playoffs because of
5: it. Correct? I don't know if it, what the end result Ooh, was. I'm looking but I'm it up. Was it, it may have been against the Texans as well. Um, but I thought the Texans were maybe the better team in that uh, scenario. But they went for it in their own territory. The, uh, didn't think, get
3: didn't get it and lost the game, right? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So this one is. Uh, no, they almost lost. Uh, maybe they. Maybe that year they.
5: A lot of Frank Reich um, going for it on fourth down because he was Brandon Staley before Brandon Staley. Yeah, he was. He and Doug Peterson.
3: Yeah. Find, if you know that game. Hit us up on 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 Twitter. I forgot which game, but they, I do remember it being Frank Reich. It is that we are we are one of these, like, go for it. Courses, like, go for it! Oh, you didn't get it. Oh, what a terrible play call.
1: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah!
2: If you dare.
0: Mo Play.